good evening, everybody. Leon family, always ready to go, and I am ready to go. Welcome to another incredible edition of Reiki Roundup. And I am so proud and excited to let you all know this is episode 25. So this is 25 weeks of us getting updated on the markets, getting updated on the project, showing up week in and week out, educating ourselves, leveling up. And I was talking about it on Twitter today that it's not just about me putting this content out there for you guys to consume either live or whenever you get a chance when we record these. It's more about you guys deciding that you're going to get better every week and showing up to these and listening to these is basically how you do it. So make sure that you keep doing this because this train is not going to stop. We're just getting started. The project is just picking up steam in terms of getting the traction it deserves. All the work that has been happening behind the curtains is starting to show. And that's a true project right there for you. I can't tell you enough. I keep saying this, that I can't get more bullish than I already am. And I wake up more bullish than I already was. So I keep proving myself wrong. And I like to be wrong in this situation. I just cannot stop being more bullish. So with that, I know you already know the drill by this point. We've done this 25 times already. So we're going to get right into our project-related updates. It is an exciting week in the MetaLeon family. We're getting closer and closer every day. We already started March today. As you all know, our mint of phase two with 1,000 NFTs out there to be grabbed is ready to go. It is going to be on the 14th of March. Make sure you mark your calendars. Be ready. Get your ETH ready. Get excited because it's going to be an incredible event. Uh, we're going to have awesomeness. You know you're going to have your Reiki live reveal party because we're going to have instant reveal. So I'm going to be hosting that uh, for our Leon family in Discord. We're going to have the video going. We're going to look at NFTs. People are going to be throwing numbers at me. It's going to be insane. For those that are OGs that minted with us initially, they know what I'm talking about and they know how fun it was. So get ready for that. Details of the mint. Again, want to remind everybody, Price points are very simple, and it is based on a lot of research that we've done, a lot of consideration, try to make things as fair as possible. You know we're always thinking about our community, and you also know we're always thinking about long-term longevity. So everything considered, price point for phase two is going to be 0.05 ETH for holders, previous holders, uh, Parker Projects, and then 0.055 for our public mint. Talking about transparency, we shared a wonderful visual on Twitter. Hopefully you had a chance to look at it. And I've also mentioned it last week. Just want to reiterate and remind everybody we're one of the only, and I honestly haven't seen another project do it. So I will say we're the only project literally even before the mint even began. We have publicly shared that 550 of the NFTs are going to go straight to the TCFX company creation, which we already have talked about multiple times. And then 450 of those are going to go straight to the MetaLeon ecosystem. So if you don't know, we're trying to go above and beyond. We promised the ecosystem in Q4, but we're trying to push for trying to get that done uh, before that and do it in parallel along with the company creation. So kudos to the leadership 
Our founders are incredible. They're always thinking one step ahead, 10 steps ahead at times and always preparing and always preparing for the worst, but going for the best. It's, it's the best strategy that you can have in any market. That's the kind of mindset you need to have a successful project and being completely based in a business mindset is absolutely essential for long-term success, which we have. So I am extremely proud and excited for phase two. If you again have any questions, all the information's in Discord. Reach out to myself, Raider Jenny, or our wonderful founders, Alpha Leon and Napoleon. We should be able to take care of any of your questions. With that, drawing excitement to our wonderful phase two mint, you need to get excited about the new community contest that we've launched. And if you haven't, taken a look at it, you don't know what I'm talking about, go to our Discord, go to the announcement section, you should see the details. I'm not going to give you everything here because then that's just spoon feeding. I want you to do the work. I want you to get excited. So go check out the announcements. All the details are in there, how to participate. It is extremely straightforward. We have already seen a lot of incredible entries. And I can't tell you how exciting they are. They're so fun to look at. I really love seeing them. So we already have a few entries. Don't miss your chance. Here's what you're going to miss out on if you don't participate. There's a historic Leon out there. There's a random Leon out there. And there's 500 meth tokens out there. These three prizes could be yours. All you got to do is participate. This is all in coordination with our excitement around our mint. Uh, we will be drawing the winners one day before the mint, so we you still have time, but don't wait. I've noticed a lot of people wait till the end and then not make it in time and then DM me like, yeah, I can still participate. Save yourself the time. Help us build that excitement. Participate in a fun, it's a, a fun event. It's a win-win situation, so do not miss out on that. Again, we've got a historic, we got a randomly on and we've got 500 meth tokens ready to go so make sure you participate get your entries in there and get excited next piece uh our founders had a call with our dev team they said that there's a good news we don't need to add a new smart contract according to them for phase two uh, it's going to be the same smart contract some conditions would have to be changed uh, and it's basically going to get audited again with, with Web3 Auditing, which is another incredible auditing firm, uh, just making sure that it's a safe, secure, low gas fees. Uh, if you remember anything um, from our last mint, our original mint, people were minting like 30 Leons for like $3 in gas fees. So we're trying to maintain that standard be the lowest in the market, make sure that you get the best buck for your for your hard work to eat, get excited. So that's out there. Next piece of information. Our founders have been putting out our episodes. We already did episode one leading up to the mint. Hope you guys got to tune in. It is now available on our social media. So it's on Spotify at this point. I believe it's also on YouTube. If you missed it, go check it out. If you are excited, we have episode number two already announced. So check out our Twitter, set your reminders. It's going to be super fun. And again, all of these 
episodes are pretty much in, again, alignment. I just want to share why we're doing this. Each of these episodes, like I shared in the previous one, not going to go too deep into this, but the whole idea behind this is to bring more visibility into how big our project is, where we started, where we're heading, all the details around the ecosystem, the business side of things, the fun aspect of the ecosystem, all of that stuff is going to be covered. So make sure you do not miss these episodes. There's, there's going to be six of them leading up to the mint. We already did one. We're going to get started with two and so on. And let me just say, if you haven't looked at the visuals for episode one and two, you're missing out. Our artist is on fire. Like if you look at some of the details, like I noticed the texturing is getting so much better. It was already amazing and it's getting so much better. I really like the glossy, uh, glossy feel to those textures. So uh, definitely incredible, incredible work there. So you can notice how much hard work goes into each and every aspect of what we do. So that is something that is never going to be compromised with. That is our value system. We're, we're always going to deliver something more than you expect. So keep an eye out. Episode two coming out. Do not miss it. It's going to be recorded if life happens. We, we know life happens. So if you miss it, don't worry. It's going to be recorded. You want to do it for your own good. You want to refresh your memory. If you already know stuff, that's good. If you don't, then it's a good opportunity to learn. So it's a win-win. Uh, talking about our business side of things, uh, the legal procedures with the lawyers has begun. If you remember from my last update, our founders put in their own hard-earned money to get started and get a head start on the company creation. They didn't even want to wait for the mint. So that's the kind of dedication these people have to delivering quality work and in time. So uh, it's good news. The procedures with the lawyers has begun. And the establishment of the documents regarding regulations so that they can have a clean runway and just take off when it's ready to go. So all that work has begun. So get excited. As you already know, we're partnering with literally the best law firm when it comes to tokenization and blockchain in Switzerland, which is the crypto hub anyway. So it's like you're getting the best of the best that are working with us. So super exciting things happening on the project side of things. And that's pretty much what I had on the project side of things today. Uh, nice and easy, tying a bow around everything, super exciting stuff. Hop it on to the market updates. And here's why I'm excited, guys. I always remind you why my market updates are the market updates you want to listen to. I don't care if you go to YouTube and listen to people that talk about what Bitcoin price is going to be in five days or 10 days. Like, I don't care if you like it, enjoy it. But these are the updates you need to be focusing on. What are these updates? These are infrastructure updates. These are regulation updates. These are CBDC updates. And most importantly, these are adoption updates. And you get it all here with your very own Reiki. Number one, and this is the biggest, biggest thing in Ethereum right now, and nobody's freaking talking about it, and that makes me really mad. ERC-4337 uh, is a new standard that was proposed on Ethereum, and it was launched in WalletCon, which is, I think, ongoing. And basically, this new standard is called Account Abstraction. 
If that sounds too complicated, don't worry about it. Think about it like a smart account. Just like Ethereum has smart contracts that lets you deploy like logic on top of your money, like, hey, I want to lock this money for three years and only open it with this account. Those kind of things you can do in Ethereum with smart contract. But what this ERC-4337 standard is going to let you do is simply, before I get into the details, simply think about it like letting you use your Ethereum wallet just like you use your bank account on your smartphone. Pretty much the same user interface, like simple, straightforward, nothing to worry, right? Hope that made sense. So that's, that's why it's so important because if you think about how we use Ethereum right now, if you have a if you have a wallet that's basically like think about like a a smartphone wallet right now it's not safe it's easy to get hacked people get hacked all the time people say get a get a hardware wallet what this lets you do is basically turn your smartphone into a hardware wallet so your seed phrase right now like if an average user joins crypto think about it right now everybody that has already joined crypto they're early. These are the people that are early adopters. These are the people that are going to make the most returns because they're early. They're, they're taking the risk of losing their funds. They're also taking the risk of adopting a new technology that is not that easy to understand. Who's going around writing 32 seed phrases everywhere and then losing them and forgetting the keys and then forgetting the paper that they wrote it on? There's so many ways you can lose your money, right? So how can you not only make the user interface simpler for people to adopt, and then also make it as secure as, as it already is. So Ethereum has cracked the code. They've been working on this for three to four years, and they were thinking it's going to take another few years, but exciting news is it's here. It's now, and it's ready to go. And it's only going to take... This is why I'm excited before I even talk about how it's happening. This is going to put Ethereum, and I keep telling you why I'm bullish on Ethereum, all the new innovation is happening on Ethereum. Everybody's working on Ethereum. And I don't see that trend changing. And they're solving all the concerns that people have. Number one concern that people have. What is it? It's slow. It takes too much gas. How are they solving it? With layer twos, optimism, polygon, arbitrum, ZK sync, all these layer twos. And I have another layer two news right after this that you'll get super excited about. They solve that problem. Second problem, how are the how is the average consumer going to get into crypto if they have to write these like 32 seed phrases and then remember them and then try to re-enter them and do all this crap, right? Sign a transaction every time with a hardware wallet. Who's walking around to a grocery store with a hardware wallet? That's not crypto adoption. That's not going to take crypto to the next billion users. To scale crypto to the next billion users is to make user interface simple. So the second problem Ethereum is solving with ERC-4337 with smart accounts. Now, let me wrap it up by telling you what exactly it's going to do. So your hardware wallet, if you have a ledger, if you have a Tezos, you know that that hardware wallet is storing that seed phrase within the hardware. So there's no way for someone to hack it. That's why those are secure. Basically, what this does is it puts the seed phrase that is generated for your account into the security module of the phone's hardware, which is different than how wallets work right now. When you cre create a wallet on your phone, it's still like asking you to secure the key somewhere else in an independent place, which makes it easy to hack. 
that's not the only thing that I'm excited about. So it's basically turning your phone into a ledger, which is amazing. Like now you don't have to carry an extra device. You will just be able to put your wallet on your smartphone and have the same security as a ledger. And that is freaking incredible. If you don't understand how bullish this is, you don't, you're missing out. This is huge news, guys. This is absolutely huge. So once mass adoption happens, like everybody starts using this, it's going to become easier and easier. And this is why it's going to become easier because when you do this, when your phone becomes the hardware wallet, basically this new proposal is going to allow you to do all this following things. If you're playing a game, let's say you're playing a DeFi game, there's a lot of DeFi games out there, a lot of decentralized DApp games, I should say, crypto-based games, like you don't have to sign transactions every time. You can have a session, you can tell the game like, hey, for the next 30 minutes, I'm going to play the game, open up my wallet, all the microtransactions can happen, and after 30 minutes, close my wallet again. So you don't have to sign transaction in the middle of the game that's going to disrupt your experience. Second, you can send, you can set up spending limits in your wallet. Like you can tell it like, don't spend more than 0.5 ETH uh, on this account ever. And then you can set that up so that if you, if someone tries to hack you, it, it's not going to process the transaction pretty much like a bank. And the beauty of all this is you get all these features provided right to you without trusting a third party. Problem with banks is the bank controls everything. So they can close out your account whenever they want. They can get access to your funds whenever they want. You get all the features of the banks that are very helpful, all these protections that you need. And then it's all happening right in front of you. And that's that's what I'm talking about. That's real innovation right there. And that's going to take us to the next billion users for crypto. So enough talking about this stuff. If you have any questions, let me know in the DMs and I can talk more about it. I am, as you can hear in my voice, I am nerding out hardcore about this one because people don't realize how much value this is going to bring to the space and how much adoption it's going to bring and how much it's going to protect the users from all the, all the hacks and all the errors that people end up like worrying about. Right? So that's, that's incredible. I promise you I'm going to talk about a layer two on Ethereum, and here it is. Before I even tell you, I know I've shared what layer twos are before, but I'll give you a refresher in a second. Coinbase, everybody knows Coinbase, largest exchange in the U.S. It is a publicly traded company, fully regulated. Awesome. Coinbase has announced that it's launching its own layer two platform, layer two blockchain, on top of Ethereum called Base. And here's the thing. They said that it's never going to have its own native token. You know how a lot of layer twos like Polygon and Optimism and Arbitrum. Arbitrum doesn't have a token yet, but I think I have a feeling they might do an airdrop. Don't quote me on this. It feels like they might, but who knows. So a lot of layer twos on top of Ethereum are created for one major purpose. Their major purpose is take away a lot of stress from the main Ethereum chain and process transactions off chain. And then once those transactions are done, bundle them up like a gift and bring them back on the chain and validate the transaction. So basically bunch of transactions all together get packaged off the chain. It gets sent off. So Ethereum doesn't have that much stress on it. 
And because Ethereum main chain can only process like 15 or 16 transactions a second. So if, if imagine we grow to a billion users, there's no way Ethereum can handle all of that. That's why we have our layer twos and Coinbase just launched its layer two. I don't know if it's launched yet, but they said they're going to launch it soon and it's called base and it's not going to have its own token. And the purpose they're saying behind it is to onboard the next billion users. See, you guys see the theme going on here. Everybody's trying to scale blockchain to the next billion users because that's where the money lies. That's where the innovation is. When everybody gets onboarded on this new technology, that's what happened with the internet. Phase one of the internet, maybe a few thousand people were using it. DARPA was using it, then became mainstream and people are sending emails. Few million used it, then a billion used it, and literally the whole world is now using it. So same thing with Web3. Tech is going to take a while. It's going to take adoption. It's going to take innovation. Everything needs to work together. Education along with innovation, along with simplicity of use, everything works together to take us to the next billion users. And I think everything is working perfectly according to plan. Everybody's working towards doing that. Coinbase with the layer two that they're launching, super excited about it. But as you know me, I'm a optimist, but I'm also a realist in a way. So I look at everything when it's coming from a private company. Well, it's a public company. When it's coming from a centralized source, I kind of get skeptical. So my only concern with this layer two, so let me tell you quickly why Coinbase is launching this. Coinbase said they want this blockchain on top of Ethereum as a layer two, which they're calling base as a way for people to be able to quickly spin up smart contracts and dApps and launch them. So create applications on top of Ethereum without worrying too much about gas fees and stuff like that so that we have more and more applications on top of Ethereum. So it eventually is supposed to help Ethereum because everything you do on this chain, it doesn't have its own token. So it's definitely going to use Ethereum. Uh, the ETH is going to get burnt. As you know, EIP-1559, two years ago, I think almost two years ago, was launched. So every transaction burns a little bit of Ethereum. So that's good for Ethereum's value, right? Now that I've got all the good news out of the way with this and why I'm excited, here's the negative side of it, which I'm worried about, which nobody's talking about. Since this is a layer two by Coinbase, which is a centralized entity, I am really worried about their sequencer. So I'm nerding out here a little bit. Stay with me. I'm not going to complicate it. What is a sequencer? A sequencer is basically when in a blockchain, when a transaction is processing, let's say we have five transactions that need to be put in this next block, right? Let's say my transaction is something that is of more value than your transaction. A sequencer is basically something that is within the blockchain is an individual node that literally sequences the transaction. So let's say there's five transactions. It decides which transaction goes before which one into the block. And that can change how much, how much value, like it, it changes a lot of things. So sequencers are very important to be decentralized. If you have only one or two sequencers on your blockchain, you can kind of compare it to a bank at that point. And that is my concern. If 
Coinbase hasn't come out and said anything. They have neither confirmed or denied that how many sequencers they're going to have on this blockchain. And my worry is if there's only one or two sequencers, regulators like SEC are going to come to them and be like, so you're functioning like a bank and a centralized entity and processing all these billions of dollars of transaction, and you have no regulations compared to a bank. Bank are required to participate in anti-secrecy act, anti-money laundering, know your customer. So you see my, uh, see my problem here? So I hope, I'm really hoping that as this new layer two that Coinbase is launching grows, they grow their sequencers, they decentralize it more so the regulators don't give it a stinky eye. Uh, just, just worried about that. So hopefully they handle it. Hopefully they come out with a statement saying, this is the plan, guys, this is what we're going to do. Because what I've learned about regulation so far is it sounds like it's okay to start centralized, but it's not okay to stay centralized. You have to show that you have a plan to get decentralized and you have to be actively working towards the plan. And that's that's pretty much like anything uh, they put regulations on. If you think about uh, carbon footprint, right? If a company shows a plan that this is how we're going to reduce our carbon footprint and improve, help the environment, they're good to go. And if they don't do that, then the government gets after them. They're trying to apply the same approach to crypto. I have nothing against it. It's just hard to tell when something is decentralized when it's centralized, but it's obvious when there's only one sequencer. So here's something you learned today. So uh, I'm going to keep bringing in these, these kind of news items for you guys because it's important for you to know that it, innovation is not always good. That, uh, that's the problem. Anything new that comes in the market, people get super excited about it. It's important to get excited about. It's good that company like Coinbase is launching its own layer two on top of Ethereum. It just brings more credibility to Ethereum and more value to Ethereum. But it also brings a lot of risk risk to ethereum so nothing nothing good ever comes without without a baggage with it so that's the baggage that i just told you about that you will not see in the news media if you literally search coinbase layer 2 on ethereum all the news is talking about is exciting things everybody's excited ethereum community is excited vitalik is excited this is what they're not telling you though so that is why you tune to weekly roundup with reiki to get your weekly updates the way they are how they're supposed to be not just fluff from the media. Uh, now, with that out of the way, it's time to talk about regulation and central bank digital currencies. As you know, I take you around the world giving you updates on central bank digital currencies because those are important as well. Uh, governments realize it's important to get digital and just having numbers on a screen is not enough. You actually need to completely change the plumbing underneath of your banking system. Australia is, uh, again, an exciting place. They're working on launching a live pilot, which is going to be pretty much like a test or a demo. Uh, they're going to test, do a live pilot of their central bank digital currency in the coming months. And this is a statement that was jointly released by the Reserve Bank of Australia and the Digital Finance Cooperative Research Center. And what is that? It's the Australian Financial Research Institute. It's one of the best there. This is, guys, th this is why I'm excited about this one. And honestly, I don't get too excited about 
CBDCs because I know it's very important to get them right, to give people the right balance between flexibility, accessibility, and privacy. So no one has been able to crack that problem yet. Most governments are leading towards centralization, which is kind of worse than using cash because now they have actual access to all your information of how you're using your money, which honestly, no one should honestly care unless you're doing something really nefarious, which most people aren't. So under the, I personally am not a fan and I will never be a fan of uh, how the governments like act all like, oh, we want these because we don't want to fund terrorism or drug abuse or we don't want people doing weird things with their money. Most people are not doing that stuff. And they're, they're using these excuses to get more control of people's information and how they're spending their money so they can tax them better. Who knows? Like basically it's all a scam by the government, in my opinion, how they, how they make you think like, oh, they're doing it for your own good because half of these, there's been researchers out there. You can look them up. Half of these anti-money laundering and anti-terrorist act things don't even end up catching anything. All that stuff still happens. Money laundering is still going on. Banks get billions of dollars in fines every year for money laundering and nobody does anything. So don't, don't let, don't be stupid enough to think like they're doing it for you. They're doing it to control the money supply. They've always controlled the money supply. That's why we have central banks. They will not let, they will not just let go of it and be like, let's, let make, let's make everything decentralized. So don't be naive. I'm not being pessimistic, but I'm being realistic and optimistic at the same time that things are getting better. So with that sidetrack, that context was important because now that I tell you why I'm excited about this Australian one is because they're actually working with 14 different use cases. So 14 use cases, guys, that's a lot of use cases. I haven't seen a single CBDC so far all across the world that I've looked at have so many use cases being looked at. So I don't want to bore you with this. You can find the information online, reach out to me in DMs. I will give you more information if you want. But what needs to be talked about is those 14 initiatives or different use cases that are that they're going to look into. They're partnering with not just Web2 businesses. They're partnering with Web3 businesses. They're partnering with other governments and they're partnering with banks. So this is one of the first where these these different use cases they're testing are being partnered with all the players of the industry. Everybody's at the table. And I think this is one of the most comprehensive CBDC researches I've seen so far. So I'm, I'm absolutely excited for Australia. I hope this works out. Uh, on the side note, I know some bank in Australia was trying, some big bank uh, was trying to launch its own digital currency much like a USDC, which is launched by Circle. This bank was trying to do the same, launching it on Ethereum. So I don't know where that is. It was also in the early stages of it. So uh, we'll see how that works alongside this this test that Australia is doing. So it, it's great news. I'm, I'm excited for them. What I'm not excited about is what's happening in France. So moving on to France from Australia. France has been very welcoming for crypto. A lot of companies have have received the license from France for their crypto businesses. I know Crypto.com, Binance, a bunch of other Kraken, a bunch of other big names in this industry have received their crypto license because France has its own license. 
And that license is widely accepted across a lot of countries in the EU region. And France is really trying to be, at least it sounded like it was trying to be the leader in the crypto and Web3 ecosystem in the European region. Something sadly has happened, which I guess it's not that bad of a news, but it, it's bad in my opinion. They just recently uh, voted on a new crypto licensing update. So updating an existing license that they have. The law is basically, so what happened was just like we have a Senate in the US, like I think they have a parliament there too, where majority of the majority of the politicians voted for this update. And what this update basically does is it makes the crypto license even more stringent so it's going to apply even more pressure for AML, uh, which is anti-money laundering, and also apply more pressure for segregation of funds. So what is segregation of funds? So if you notice why FTX fell apart, why Celsius fell apart, why Voyager fell apart, why BlockFi fell apart, why Gemini fell apart, why Grayscale fell apart, all these companies that are falling apart most of the biggest reason for most of these companies falling apart was the money was being mingled. When I say mingled is, for example, I let's say I put in $10 into, let's say Celsius, right? Uh, let's say FTX, because that's the biggest one, right? I put $10 into FTX into my account and I do nothing with it. It just sits there in USDC. What was going on is they were taking that $10 without telling me and still showing me the $10 and basically gambling with it. And then when they lost all the money and people wanted their money back, well, there's nothing left. So here's why I'm, a, I'm okay with this news, but I'm also a little skeptical because I think France is taking a knee-jerk reaction to what happened with these companies, which were commingling their funds and laundering money. It's not everybody's doing that. And what it's going to do is basically stifle innovation um, for new coming businesses, because I think this update doesn't apply to existing people that already have the license, which is a good thing, but it makes it difficult for new players in the market to come in. So I really want to see how this works. The stage at which this law is right now, it's been passed by a majority. It's now just waiting to be signed by the president. I don't think the president's going to have an issue with it because everybody agrees that they want this. And I guess it's good for financial stability. I'm trying to see it from the political perspective, why they would want this. And I kind of see like it's an agenda anyway, like, hey, crypto causes financial instability. So let's prevent people from using it. So it's kind of a flip flop when France announced like a couple of years ago that they want to be the leading place for crypto innovation. And then they passed this law it's like contradicting to what they're saying. So we'll see how this goes, but I'm keeping an eye. I have, I am like 99% sure this is going to be signed by the president and there's going to be new, new crypto licensing laws in France. So that's the EU region. Uh, I'm going to take you guys to Asia now, cause we're going to go to Japan. This is some good news coming out of Japan. So reg this is related to, uh, innovation and regulation. So, a group of tech companies and basically giant tech companies in Japan, and these include Mitsubishi and Fujitsu, which are two two of the most like the two of the largest in Japan and most innovative. They are working with the Japanese government 
to push for a uh, metaverse innovation thing within the country. So they're trying to create some sort of an ecosystem to do some metaverse innovation uh, because they realize it's the future. It's how people are going to interact with services and other people. So they're trying to get ahead of the game. If you notice and remember, if you've been listening to me over these weeks, you know that I've been talking about the Middle East, how the Middle East is going all in on the metaverse. They're partnering with Decentraland. They're partnering with a bunch of other metaverse companies and providers in Web3 because they know that's the future. And it's really nice to see Japan jump on this as well. So what's happening in Japan, these companies are proposing that they create a metaverse economic zone. So you know how they the developing and like developed countries have these economic zones that they create for innovation in different aspects. Like that's the concept behind smart cities and stuff like that. So to connect and create more infrastructure for growth, they're proposing a metaverse economic zone but the purpose is going to be to build out infrastructure for the following industries. It's going to be gaming. It's going to be fintech. It's going to be communication. It's going to be digital transformation. And it's going to be government services. So all of these industries are going to be touched by this metaverse economic zone. And these companies are going to work together to help the government partner with it to provide these services and infrastructure for the success. So with that, another thing that they've talked about is once they have established the standards and they have a framework to go off of, they plan to partner with other governments across the world to help them establish this as well. So don't be alarmed or don't be shocked when you see a metaverse economic zone developing in your neighborhood because it is the future and it's governments are realizing it and they're trying to get ahead of it, which I, I can get behind. It's just that I want to see how they go about it. So I, I like that they're partnering with these private companies because private government partnership is always a good idea. Uh, be it robotics, be it uh, cars, vehicles, be it like space with, uh, with SpaceX and Tesla and all that stuff. So it's always good to partner with uh, private, in my opinion, because private sector moves really fast. It innovates really fast. And government sector has that knowledge of uh, how things happen on a scale and how to provide services to uh, the citizens. So it, it's kind of a win-win. So that's the news from Japan. And that is all the updates I had related to uh, CBDCs, regulations, infrastructure, and all that. Last piece I had for infrastructure update, and this one is a huge one. Anybody and everybody that knows games or plays games, they know how big Unity Games is. So those that don't know, Unity is basically a platform which lets you develop video games. So a lot of game creators, like independent game creators, even media houses, they create their games on Unity. It's one of the largest platforms that is used to create games. They just announced a couple days ago that they created a new section on their website called decentralization. And if you go into that, and this is on their asset store. So their asset store is basically like a marketplace where you can buy assets to include in your games or things you can use to create your games, right? So in their asset store, there's a new section called decentralization. 
and it includes a lot of tools for Web3. But the biggest tool that I am excited about that they're providing is integration of your game with a MetaMask wallet. So imagine a, a game developer like Unity, which literally the world uses, everybody knows Unity. When you play a Unity game, the first screen that you see, it says powered by Unity. And that's like half of the games out there. So if you notice that Unity creating a whole new section on their website for decentralization and providing an easy way for game developers to integrate MetaMask with their games and not worrying about Web3 at all. Like otherwise, like game developers have to hire like a smart contract developer. It makes it difficult and it's like expensive because smart contract developers are on high demand. This makes it easy for game developers to literally focus on the game. And then if they want a MetaMask integration, they want to create crypto capabilities, they can use these tools that Unity is providing to do that stuff. And again, that goes right back into what I was telling you about onboarding the next billion users to crypto. How do you do that? Make it easy for people. Make it easy for developers. Make it easy for the users. And make it faster. All of that is being worked on in all the different ways. So there's no way you shouldn't be bullish in this space at all. I don't care if the market stays like this for another year and a half and the prices stay stagnant. I do not care. I know that innovation is happening. I know that people are coming into the space, making it better, creating things, and it's all exciting. And I can tell you that it's only, only, only going to get crazier from here. And you already know everything that's going on with Meta Leon Society. We're absolutely killing it. And it's only going to get better from here. That's pretty much all the updates I had. Thank you, everybody. Again, uh, I appreciate everybody coming out for the 25th episode. Can't tell you how excited I am to get to 50 because we're getting more bullish by the week. People that are missing out, they don't know what they're missing out. The alpha that you get, the market news that you get, the, the conversations that you get, you're not getting it in anywhere else. <laughs> Straight up facts. Good news for everybody. I will be changing the time from next week onwards. My schedule's changed a little bit, so I should be able to do this at a time where more people can attend. It makes me so happy because I've received so many DMs from people that they feel bad, that they really enjoy the recordings, but they would love to li listen in live and ask questions. So exciting times. Next week, we're going to change up the time moving forward, and we should be accommodate more time zones for our Leon family because we know we're all over the world, so... I appreciate and love, love, love each and every one of you from the bottom of my heart. It makes my day to do these every week and prepare for these and bring you the knowledge that I can find and learn from and help you grow with me because the best thing is growing with your friends and family. Love you all. Wishing everybody a wonderful night, day, afternoon, whatever the time zone is. I hope to see you all next week.